This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All of a sudden, things got very busy out there, didn't they? So just to recap some of the breaking news that you have been hearing in the last couple of moments, we are getting word that the Canadian federal election that we have been waiting quite a while now for that official call will come tomorrow morning. So the election campaign would officially get underway tomorrow then. So Global News has now confirmed that Prime Minister Trudeau is expected to ask the Governor General to dissolve Parliament and issue the writs that are required to hold those elections in all of Canada's 338 ridings. The deadline for that to happen was this coming Sunday. Remember, we were talking to David Aiken about this yesterday. Uh, he, we thought it might come Thursday, but it sounds like now we're getting confirmation it's actually coming tomorrow. So for complete coverage on that and more, stay tuned right here. But get ready, Canadians. Time to start making that decision that you may have been putting off for months now. But we'll have a lot of time to talk about the election, the outcome, uh, once that uh, official decision comes down tomorrow morning, and we'll have complete coverage for you right here. And since we are talking about federal politics, have to talk about this story this morning. It has the kinds of numbers in it that just drives taxpayers crazy, right? The expenses, the money that MPs spend for things other than office expenses. Remember former cabinet minister Bev Oda's $16 orange juice? Remember how that just stuck in people's craw when they heard about that? It is an area that can cause a lot of controversy, which is why these numbers that have been dug up by Global News are so interesting. So what they did was they dug into the data that is made public through members' expenditure reports. Now, this is public information that details how much money each member of parliament claimed in travel expenses over the past four years, not for them, but for their designated traveler, which is usually the MP's spouse or significant other. So that is, you know, MPs, obviously, it's tough to keep families and relationships and stuff together. So understandably, we pay to have, you know, the spouse or significant other to come to Ottawa to make sure that they can spend time together. But when you look at all of the expenses, some of them seem a bit out of whack and compared to other ones. So let's break down some of those numbers for you and talk about what they found. Uh, Joining us now is Amanda Connolly, our Global News legislative reporter, who has been looking into this story. Well, Amanda, thanks so much for joining us to talk about this today. So first off, explain to us where you dug up this information from. So all of these records are, uh, are are public. We basically built an algorithm that scraped the data from um, these public records administered through the House of Commons, and we're able to compile that and go through each individual claim by every one, every one of the 338 MPs to really get a sense of, of what they were claiming in terms of spousal travel expenses here and how that fit into the broader trends that we were seeing across the board for all the rest of the MPs and as well the federal cabinet. Right. So this isn't just the actual MP. This is the money that they're spending, taxpayer money that they're spending to fly their spouses or significant others to them. Yeah, that's correct. So it's a program known as the Designated Traveler System and allows MPs to share their allowances for taxpayer-funded travel with one other individual. So in most cases, this is a husband, a wife, uh, a relative, or things like that. And so the way it works, basically, is that if, if this individual is, is traveling to be reunited with the MP if, um, or to kind of represent them at events, for example, someone coming from a riding to take part in an event with the MP in Ottawa, then those are the kind of things that qualify for the, the reimbursement of the, the travel costs under this program. And again, what we found was that they, there were $4.5 million total in claims 
for all MPs over the last four years. And on a year-to-year level, that largely breaks down with what we saw from um, MPs as well during the, the previous government of uh, conservative, leader, uh, conservative Prime Minister Stephen Harper. And so it's certainly raising a lot of questions going forward about what are individual MPs claiming in cases where their claims are far above what others are, are claiming as well. Right. So let's talk about that. Which numbers and which MPs really stuck out for you? So we broke it down kind of based on the the total amount that was being claimed in the top six. So the MPs that claimed over $100,000 in spousal travel expenses were all Conservative MPs from Western Canada, with the exception of Jody Wilson-Raybould. She's the former Liberal Attorney General. The top claimant overall was Todd Doherty. He's a Conservative from Northern BC. Um, and again, so he claimed roughly $142,000. Mm-hmm. And Jody Wilson-Raybould claimed about $125,000. Right. I guess but the difference between those two is that um, Todd Doherty, that's, that's a pretty isolated area for him to you know, have to get flights in and out of. That's correct. So it's often referred to as kind of one, one of the most remote ridings in the country. It's very isolated. It's up, again, northern BC. And you do typically see higher costs associated with MPs across the right. board, regardless of the party, who come from more remote ridings. Right. So you had Jody Wilson-Raybould coming in at, what was it, $125,000? $125,000, that's correct. And how does that compare? Um, after that, again, so... Yes, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, after that, we kind of, um, you you do continue to see uh, conservative MPs from more remote ridings, from more rural ridings throughout BC, um, and you really kind of get into the, the uh, roughly 11 MPs after that who spent from $50,000 to $100,000 or just underneath that. So you're seeing the bulk of MPs claiming roughly a below $50,000 for spousal travel with that kind of top tier um, that's really kind of getting up there into the expenses. Right. Okay. So how then does that, how does the Jody Wilson-Raybould cost of $125,000 compare with other Vancouver area MPs, which would be similar and kind of distance? It's quite a significant difference. So what we're seeing from this, again, Wilson-Raybould claimed $125,000. Her closest cabinet colleague who comes from the same geographic area would be Procurement Minister Carla Qualtrough. She represents the riding of Delta near uh, the city of Vancouver, Mm -hmm. and she was claiming roughly $46,000. So that's roughly a third of what Jody Wilson-Raybould claimed, and it's not clear at this point what, what that differential was, why there was such a steep difference between the top claim from her cabinet colleague who would have had, you know, similar workloads and schedules and things like that with, um, you know, and uh, with, with Jody Wilson-Raybould's expenses as well. And so that's kind of the question that we're really looking at here going forward. And did Jody Wilson-Raybould have anything to say about the that difference in her expenses? Not very much, no. So we, re- we reached out to Jody Wilson-Raybould mm-hmm. uh, asking to interview her on camera about this to address a number of questions that we had. She declined to be interviewed, but sent back a statement to us saying basically that uh, her and her husband try to maintain a semblance of a work-life balance, that all the rules here were followed, and they're very grateful for the program because of the demands that are on MPs and their their families as they serve um, in elected office. And so we went back to them and asked a few follow-up questions and really haven't gotten much of a, a response in terms of what explains that difference in the expenses that were claimed. And we're still we're still pushing for answers on that. And so far, we're not getting anything. Amanda, this is the kind of stuff that finds that the public are quite sensitive about, aren't they? Just every time that you talk about expenses that seem unusual, people don't like to hear about that, do they? I think that that is generally the case. You, you know, we saw it certainly with the Senate expense scandal a couple of years ago. Uh, Canadians, I think, generally like to have a sense that their, their elected representatives are being 
responsible and and mm-hmm. perhaps constrained in their spending of of public dollars. And these kind of expense issues and questions that come up can certainly raise concerns around whether that is indeed the case. Well, we look forward to hearing more. Amanda, thanks so much for this. Thank you. It's Amanda Connolly, Global News Legislative Reporter in Ottawa, who has been digging into these numbers, publicly available numbers, as part of the uh, Members of Parliament's expenditure reports that get filed. And that was the amount of money spent over the last four years. Now, let me run through some of those top numbers for you again, so you have some things to compare it to. This is the money spent by Members of Parliament for their designated travel claimants over the past four years. Number one on the list is Todd Doherty, Conservative MP for Caribou Prince George. Now, come on, that's a riding that's tough to get to and from, right? So you can understand why those expenses would be higher. Uh, He spent approximately $142,000 over that time period. Second is David Uriga from uh, Fort McMurray Cold Lake, also Conservative MP, about $137,000. Then comes Jody Wilson-Raybould, MP for Vancouver Granville, Now she's an independent MP, but of course, for most of this time period we're talking about here, she was a cabinet minister. She spent $125,000, as we heard. So what about the other cabinet ministers? Like, let's compare apples to apples here, right? Other cabinet ministers who are from the Vancouver area, how much money did they spend by comparison? Well, the next highest was Carla Qualtro from Delta, with with expenses for designated uh, spouses of $45,000. Joyce Murray of Vancouver Quad was about $37,000. And I think probably the best comparison because they were both cabinet ministers from day one, uh, right through, right, for most of the mandate there. Harjit Sajjan of Vancouver South, Defence Minister, claimed $15,000. Now, to take a look at all of the information and to check out more details in the story, uh, go to our website, globalnews.ca. You will see these stories there. And interestingly enough, given the news that we have just heard this is really the last day to really talk about this kind of issue before we are off and running in the federal election. Uh, so if you want to weigh in with your thoughts as well, you can email me. Does that seem unreasonable to you? Uh, obviously, spouses need to be flown to and from, right? But just trying to get a handle on why these particular expenses seem to be so much higher than other cabinet ministers and MPs from the Vancouver area.